Hi, my name is Eddie, and you're listening to the Kuyanet Podcast, where we discuss the Bible, mission, theology, and world Christianity. Don't forget to subscribe if you don't want to miss any future episodes. Welcome. Hi, I'm speaking to you just at the beginning of uh, 2022, January 2022. We're slowly going into the third year of the coronavirus pandemic, but we're all hoping that this year will be better than last. Of course, there's no promise. Um, years come and years go. In real terms, January the 1st, nothing actually happens. It's just that the sun has gone past some point in the orbit, which 2,000 years ago was decreed to be the beginning of the year. It's a fairly random time. And in some ways, life is just circular. We go through spring, summer, autumn, winter, um, and back round and round. Uh, even the Bible knows this cycle. We're told um, God said to promise Noah that as long as the earth endured, seed time and harvest would not fail. We would go round in this circle. But the Christian message isn't that we're jammed into a circle that always repeats. But the Bible tells us that that circle is part of a bigger story. And the bigger story goes from creation through the fall, the story of Israel, the coming of Jesus, the age of the church, and into the return of Christ and eternity. We're living in a linear story that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that's quite exciting. And so at the start of a new year, we know one thing. We don't know if 2022 will be better than 2021. We can hope that. But we do know that we are closer to the day when Jesus will return. We're closer to the day when we will go to spend eternity with him. And that's exciting. There are sort of two things you can do at a time like New Year. It's good to stop and look back and to think, what has happened over the last year? What have I done well? What have I done badly? What do I need to learn? What do I need to change? And more importantly, what has God been doing in my life and in the world around me? It's good to reflect on the past and see what we can gain for that. And many of us do that as part of our routine. But there is something which we tend to think about a bit less. And that is also, we should project forward and look at our goal, look at where we're going. And just for a few minutes, I'd like to give four things about the future, four things about our eternal life that I think help us as we go on into the future. So the first thing to mention is that we will be with Jesus. That's eternal life. Paul famously says in Philippians chapter one uh, that if he dies, he will be with Christ and that is far better. Now, the amazing thing about that is that Paul, all through his letters, talks about the privilege of being united with Christ. We are in Christ. We are one with Christ. He's saying that is something we have already. And yet he says that when we die, it gets better. We will be with Christ. We're already in some ways with Christ, but there is another level to go to. We're going to see more. We're going to understand more. At the moment, we just see a bad reflection in a mirror through a glass, glass darkly, as it says in the AV. We don't see things properly. 
But the day that we enter into eternity, we will see Christ as he is. We will see him properly. And that's really exciting. We'll be able to know more. Things that we just find too big to understand. Like, how come the second person of the Trinity was prepared to take on human flesh, to live, to suffer, to die and rise again just for us? It's so big, it's hard to get our mind around. But one day we will see him face to face and we will understand that stuff better. And one of the reasons we'll be able to understand it more is that the sin and the shame, which is so much part of our life now, will be gone, will be dealt with. Shame causes us to turn our backs on Jesus. We feel ashamed we can't look at him. Sin cuts us off from him. But in eternity, that will be dealt with and we will see him. And the barriers that we have created won't be there to get in the way. Now, let me just get a bit speculative. I think as we think about the future, a bit of godly prophetic imagination is a good thing. The Bible doesn't give us the full story and it's good to try and think about what might happen, though we shouldn't hold too tight onto our ideas. But I don't believe that the day we arrive in glory, we will know everything. I think we've got eternity to learn more about God, to learn more about Jesus, to understand him better. I really believe that after 10 million years or so, we will know him more than we knew him on day one. And that's exciting. You know, sometimes eternity is presented as though it's boring, as though it's a steady state. I really believe it's going to be a time of growth, a time of development, a time of knowing more and learning more of Jesus. And I found that exciting. So point one, we'll be with Jesus. Point two, we'll be together. When I was 11, my dad died. Um, It was difficult, obviously, but my brother, who um, had been home for the funeral and then gone back to university, wrote to me and said, Just imagine one day um, you'll go to heaven and your dad will be able to introduce you to Moses and David and all the great people of the Bible. Well, to be honest, I wasn't that fussed about meeting Moses and David, but I was really excited about meeting my dad again. As Christians, we don't mourn like the people of the world. We don't grieve like people who have no hope. We have this hope that we will one day be together. And that hope is built on the resurrection of Jesus. Paul tells us that if Jesus rose again, then we will. And that's exciting. Now, that doesn't mean that death isn't difficult, isn't sad. Of course it is. If Jesus wept at the tomb of Lazarus, then we can weep too, we can mourn, but not like those who have no hope. We will be together again. But The exciting thing is not just that we will be together again, it's that we will be together again with Jesus, worshipping him together. Our relationships, the way that we relate one to another, will be different because we will be together with Jesus. And of course, um, Revelation tells us that we will not just be together with our friends and family, those we know, but that we'll be with people from every tribe, tongue and nation across the world. We will be united with people from across the globe in a way that we just can't imagine now. And we will all bring something different. We will all have something to contribute and make 
a worship concert like you've never heard before. It's going to be exciting. We'll be with Jesus. We'll be together. We'll be ourselves. I'm going to tell you a little secret. I don't much like Eddie Arthur. Um, there are lots of reasons for this. I don't like those sins and things that hold me back. The bits of my character, the bits of my personality, the actions which are wrong. I don't like those. But also I come from a, a background in which people were continually told not to get ideas above their station. That people like us don't do certain things. I had it pushed into me that I shouldn't think too highly of myself, I shouldn't think highly of myself at all, that I should see myself badly. And as a result, I don't like myself very much. But in heaven, I will be the Eddie Arthur that I have meant to, that I am meant to be. That I will be perfect. Now that doesn't mean that I'll be perfect like somebody else. I'll be perfect like me. I'll be the person that God created me to be. And that's exciting. I won't be the distorted person that I am now. And we'll all be like that. And again, our relationships together will be so much better because we won't be hiding through shame. We won't be the failed people we are now. And together, as perfect, we will be able to worship Christ. We'll be with Jesus. We'll be together. We'll be ourselves. Last one, we'll be on the earth. The Bible knows absolutely nothing of the cultural picture of disembodied spirits floating around in the ether for eternity, or of angels sitting on, harp, sitting on clouds playing harps with halos. The Bible doesn't talk about that. In eternity, we will have new bodies, resurrection bodies, and we will live on a planet which has been restored. Bible talks about a new heaven and a new earth. And this old earth, this tired planet that we are mistreating, it is aching, it is groaning for its own redemption. This world wants to be renewed. And it will be. And we'll get to live on it. And you know, all the things things on your bucket list that you've not been able to do, the places you want to visit, you've got eternity to do that. That's going to be great. And I used to be a biologist. I'm really looking forward to spending a long time getting to know some dolphins. Because I've never really met a dolphin. And I'm sure that in eternity I can get to understand them. And I can learn about them. It's going to be great. But the best thing about all that is that we will be in a new heaven and a new earth, but we will be with Jesus. We'll get to walk in the garden the way that Adam and Eve did with him. But they messed it up and we'll have eternity and he's paid the price. So there will be no more messing up. So we get to live on this new planet together perfected without the imperfections, without the faults in our personality. And we get to do it all with Jesus. And I think that's a really exciting message to go into 2022. But just one thought, how does all of this impact our lives now? 
Paul tells us that what we do on the planet, what we do in this life, will have an impact on what we experience in eternity. And the call isn't just to sit back and think, oh, it's all going to be great, but it is to work and to strive to almost build eternity, to live eternity now. It's not that one day we will enter into eternal life. John says we have it already in Jesus. We're living that eternity. We have to work at it. One day we'll get it right. But for now, we have work to do. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening. Hope that you found this both interesting and informative. If you'd like more content like this, you can find it at our blog, www.kuya.net or on our YouTube channel, Kuyanet. If you'd like to support this work, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Kuyanet. The music is Adding the Sun by Kevin MacLeod from Incompetech.com and it's licensed on a Creative Commons 3.0.